Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. For months now, Republican lawmakers have been attacking Biden administration officials about how they're implementing the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law and Inflation Reduction Act. And this week, GOP senators found a new target. So as many people in the clean energy world know, Jigger Shaw is running the Department of Energy's Loan Programs Office, and it's an important office right now because it's giving out money from the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law and Inflation Reduction Act, which are both really critical to the administration's clean energy agenda. That's Politico's Kelsey Tamburino. And as she's reporting, Republicans like Senator Josh Hawley went after Shaw on Thursday about his ethics, his ties to the private sector, and more. You're the director of the loan programs for the federal government Department of Energy. People are who want to get loans from the government are paying to see you, and you think that that's fine? To be clear, Shaw and the Energy Department have denied any wrongdoing, and it's not at all unusual for officials, including Republican and Democratic members of Congress, to speak at conferences where attendees have paid to be there. So today, we check in with Kelsey about what these attacks are really about and why Republicans are focusing on Biden's clean energy loan guy. It's Friday, October 20th. The head of the loan programs office, Jigger Shaw, appeared at a hearing on Thursday before the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee, which was about vetting for awards and loans at the Energy Department. But what really became the most heated back and forth was over Jigger Shaw's previous connections to the private sector. He's really a known entity in the clean energy and clean tech world. He founded a solar firm co-founded a finance company and and has really been a figurehead in the industry for quite a while. And on Thursday, Senator John Barrasso, who's the ranking member of the committee, attacked Jigger Shaw for connections to a nonprofit he started. That's really a networking roundtable for industry executives. I should note Jigger, obviously, as being a member of the Biden administration, has gone through ethics reviews with advisors and is no longer on a position at that roundtable. But just his link to it and his speaking engagements before the clean energy industry broadly became a focus of the hearing where Republicans attacked him for his ethics on that and basically said that attendings of these conferences are paying to have access to him and expressing concerns over basically the link between this roundtable that he was previously involved in and his role now and called it kind of like a pay-to-play scheme. And so that was the main focus of the hearing. I think they, they got into a lot of other issues we can talk about, but that emerges kind of the most heated debate with Democrats and obviously Shaw defending his actions there. Got it. And we know that these criticisms are part of a broader Republican effort to attack the administration's rollout of the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law and Inflation Reduction Act. Is DOE's loan programs office doing anything unusual here? No, I mean, I think that's an important point. This line of attack came the same day that Senator Barrasso and Kathy McMorris Rogers, the the head of the Energy and Commerce Committee, put out a report attacking the Inflation Reduction Act, calling for its repeal once again. The Loan Programs Office has expanded authority under the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, the Inflation Reduction Act, and it's 
rolling out a lot of money through those laws in comparison to, you know, the prior administration, which didn't really tap into the loan programs office. These broader attacks from Republicans are, are we're going to continue to see as especially as the bipartisan infrastructure law and the Inflation Reduction Act, the funding under that is really starting to be rolled out in earnest here. Just this last week, we saw the hydrogen health funding announcement, grid reliability funding announcements to the tune of collectively like $10 billion. So we can expect, I think, to see a lot more attacks on the ethics of the Biden administration and where Republicans can make political points on on the rollout of this funding. So we saw direct pushback from Jigar Shah to these GOP attacks. What was his response? Yeah, so Director Shaw, like I said, really made the point that, that he has no role to play in choosing who gets a loan and that his job really is to encourage the private sector to ask for a loan and then career officials will evaluate it. And he kind of made the point that like he's as accessible as a, he said, as a ham sandwich, basically, like that's his job. But the access that Republicans are claiming, he said, you know, I don't make any decisions on which loans we actually underwrite or approve. So I'm trying to figure out what access they're paying for. That was his argument. I think Senator Barrasso also latched onto a specific loan out of the loan programs office recently to a solar company to the tune of $3 billion and linked it to the failed Solyndra loan guarantee under the Obama administration and said, like, this could be the next Solyndra. And, you know, again, the department pushes back on that and Democrats as well. But I think this continued focus of, you know, the spending out of the energy department is going to continue to be a focus going forward. And did anything else noteworthy come up in the hearing? I understand the Biden administration's recent unveiling of seven new hydrogen hubs was discussed as well. What did senators have to say about that? Yeah, so it was, as I said, this was kind of the most heated part of the debate, but there were a, lo- a range of other topics that came up on the hydrogen hubs. Senator Cassidy of Louisiana really questioned David Crane, who is the Undersecretary of Infrastructure at DOE, on that process for who was selected to move forward in the hydrogen hub program. He made the point that Louisiana, which was an applicant, is an area that has existing infrastructure, unlike most of the states that were selected for the hub program, and basically said he was worried that there was a fix in before the process actually started and and made the point that 11 of the 16 states that were selected for the hydrogen hubs were represented by Democratic senators and really made that political point. Crane responded, obviously, that the competition was intense for this and, and said that no fix went into it. All applicants were forensically reviewed, as he said, and pushed back on the notion that there was any politics at play, I think. But Senator Cassidy was not the only one to bring up the hubs. I think scrutiny of that program is something we can continue to see going forward. Additionally, the inspector general of the Energy Department appeared at this hearing as well and laid out concerns with the new programs that are pushing billions of dollars in grant money through, you know, new processes that are untested at the Energy Department. She said that these new federal programs raise immediate concerns about training staff and and developing effective internal controls and said that the department has not taken concrete steps to ensure that there are sufficient resources there and called for, you know, additional support and asked the committee for that additional support as well and kind of discussed the risks associated with what you called an unprecedented influx of funding. And I think we heard from lawmakers a shared concern there. So we could I think that's an area to watch going forward is what the department does in terms of providing new funding for that office and and scrutiny of oversight there. 
Also, on Thursday, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission approved a slate of new natural gas projects. The commissioners gave approval to accelerate the construction of a new liquefied natural gas export terminal in Louisiana and a controversial pipeline capacity expansion project in the Pacific Northwest. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Normal Malichael is the podcast producer. Kara Tabor, Annie Reese, and Alex Keeney edited the podcast this week. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. By the way, please join us next Wednesday evening, October 25th, for a special Politico Live event called The Future of Grid Reliability. We'll have a one-on-one interview with Democratic Congressman Scott Peters, co-author of the Big Wires Act, and Republican Congressman Bob Latta, who's co-chair of the Grid Innovation Caucus. For more information, check out politico.com backslash live dash events. Hope to see you there. And that's our show. I'm Catherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back on Monday. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is working to responsibly meet rising energy demand across their U.S. operations, like at their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand.